This is Peters and Peters, the podcast. We are awesome. Welcome back. After all these years, after 16 years of being away, Peters and Peters is back. We are back. We are back with Peters and Peters. Mm. In podcast form. In podcast form. So we can't see all of Joshua's facial expressions that apparently were the star of the show. Yeah, I was a bit zesty. I was. So that means you actually have to make up for it now with uh, knowledge and humour. That's not going to be as good. That's a big ask. Yeah, but <laughs> see what I can do, I guess. Are you pleased to be back, Joshua? I am pleased. I'm I'm keen to be back in the recording studio. Yes, in the Metal Cavern. Yes. The Metal Cavern podcasting. Indeed. Yes. And the five more that you have. <laughs> Music from a lifetime. Uh Others. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good advertising there. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, yes. So, this is going to be, we're going to do this hopefully on a weekly basis mm-hmm. um, because we started doing another one on a different podcast. Yes. Where two people suggested that you and I were the new Roy and HG. I have no idea who they are. I'm going to be honest. That's very scary that you don't know who they are. Why? Anyway, because they are the greatest sporting commentators slash comedians in Australian history. But like, when were they in their prime? Well, they're still going. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, they used to, They their, their biggest moment was when they had a show when the Olympics were on in Sydney yep. in 2000 mm-hmm. uh, that they called The Dream. Yes. And they hosted a nightly show late night from about 10 o'clock till about midnight mm-hmm. uh, where they would go over the the stuff from the day and they had guests in and they had their own mascots. Yeah, right. Sid Ollie and Dickhead. Um, yes. But they would commentate on highlights of sports. All right. And one of their big ones was the gymnastics and the uh, the names of the moves they came up with was very amusing. Yeah, okay. So um, we do have the video there that maybe you should watch one day. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Well, so, tune in. Anyway, of course, that um, comparison of us to Roy and HG is completely false. I say differently. Oh, well, you don't know because you don't know Roy and HG. No, but I think we're quite a duo in, in the Metal Cabin. We will soon find out. Yeah. So right. we're going to do a weekly program. We're going to go over a number of sports, yep. whatever we, whatever finds us. We're hope, be hoping to have segments as we go along. Yes. Well, this is an exploratory episode yes we do have we will have the wally of the week Mm -hmm. and we do have the wally of the week lined up for this week okay so that's uh that's something for exciting for everyone to wait for the end of episode four Mm -hmm. um and yeah we'll see how we go and see if it's interesting enough for anyone to listen to if not then we'll probably still doing it even if probably yes as long as as long as one of us is always ready i guess that can always happen i guess so well let's get stuck into it all right
Alrighty, well, um, we're going to get stuck into cricket first, I think, being yeah. that it's still cricket season, despite the fact that uh, in local sport, it seems that all the uh, football codes were already gearing up, ready to go, and yes. basically forgetting the fact that cricket season has another six weeks to run. Yes, someone in my team is um, playing soccer already and <laughs> skipping cricket on Saturdays for yeah. soccer. He's not playing cricket anymore, uh, cricket or soccer anymore, though, is he? No, collarbone is gone. He can't keep his collarbone in place. I think it's good riddance for uh, skipping cricket. All the best to Kynan out there. We do love you, but um, uh, cricket's more important than soccer. Yeah. So... The West Indies have been out here. Yes, they have. Uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy when people found out that they were going to tour this year, that mm-hmm. it was the second year in a row. Yeah. They thought that the cricket was going to be terrible. Mm. And then they smashed us in the third test. Yes. And that, that I was barracking for the Indies. And then people got cranky because Australians were barracking for the West Indies. Mm-hmm. And it is a thing, though, many, many years ago uh, when I was your age, oh, yeah. uh, the West Indies used to kick our asses from... Here to Perth. Yes. And um, I would never have imagined that I would have ever wanted the West Indies to win anything. Mm -hmm. That I too watched that last day and thought to myself, if they win, that's a great thing for cricket. Exactly. And it was. Their form in the white ball game probably hasn't been as good. It's a bit average, yes. Uh, They played the three one days and Australia won all three. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the West Indies were rolled for 231 in the first game. Yes. And Australia chased them two down. Cameron Green, yes, the and, great all-rounder. And Steve Smith. Mm, finally got... So Cameron Green, the new Shane Watson, is the way I like to call him. God, that's um, pretty harsh. Well, he's been performing about that standard. So mm-hmm. yep. we'll be we calling him the new Mitch Marsh then. The new Marcus Stoinis. <laughs> sick with Shane Watson then, right? <laughs> okay. okay. The, the new Peter Sleep? I don't know. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, that's a long story too. Anyway, so Australia won that one comfortably. The second game, they batted first and made nine for 258. West Indies rolled for 175. Yep, went to that game. And um, yes, the most exciting game you've ever been to? No, not at all. I just dragged along. along. <laughs> I went to see Fraser McGurk hit bombs yep. and got out in the first over. Yep. So that was the highlight of the day was him hitting six. So you, the highlight of the day, it was all over after five balls. Yes, it yep. was. <laughs> It really was. So what you're saying is that you went to a one day hoping to see lots of great cricket and yep. it generally tended to be pretty boring. Apart from seeing my mate's face when he paid $30 for tenders and chips at the bar. $30? It was $22 and then he also got like a drink. So I think it was like $28. That's great. For tenders and chips. So the SCG dragging people in with their very cheap prices. Yeah. Well, they hide the prices really. You go up now and you just take what you want and then go up to the counter and they scan them all and they do it there. They no, no price boards. No, you don't like say, can I have that? And well, there is one, but it's hidden really. <laughs> um, so you just go up there, take what you want and hope that it isn't too expensive. And $22 for three tenders and a portion of chips is pretty, pretty bummy. Yes. To be honest. It's pretty average. Yeah. Yes. So you, what you got to do is do what, my father and your grandfather used to do, yeah, which is make the sausage sandwiches at home and you take them with you. But the sausage sandwich was the staple diet of when I was growing up going to the cricket. But they'd be cold. Yeah, cold sausage sandwiches. I mean, I'll eat it, but I feel like it'd be better. So it was warm when he first did them, and no. then was... well, he cooked the sausages overnight. Yeah, all right, and then put them in the fridge, and oh. then the next day make the sandwiches. Ah. Oh. And take him to the cricket. And that was what you had every time. 
pretty much. Yeah, okay. Sausage sandwiches. Yeah. Anyway. That's a secret. Um, and absolutely save yourself a fortune. Yes, that it would. $22. <laughs> and so, yes, Australia won that dead boring game. Yeah. Uh, the third game mm-hmm. um, became the fastest ever completed one-day international. I didn't know it was the fastest ever. In Australian history. Okay. okay. West Indies were rolled for 86. Australia got them two down yeah, in about yeah. six overs or yeah, something like that. Something like that. As it turns out, I had been to the previous record holder for that. What a waste of time. It was. So back in the day, mm-hmm. so 1980, I think it was. That is a long time ago. Uh, went to the SCG to see Australia play India. Mm-hmm. Back when India were not uh, at their bombastic best as they are now. All right. And it was a day game. So it wasn't a one-day day nighter. Mm-hmm. So it started at 10 o'clock. Got up there looking for a good game. Yeah. India got rolled for 60-odd, and Greg Chappell took five wickets. Wow. Five for 15, I think. Wow. Damn. And then Australia batted, uh-huh. uh, got the runs one down. Uh-huh. It was midday. Yep. Players shook hands, walked off. Yeah. Game over. That's crap. What did you do with the rest of your day? Drove home. We were home by 2 o'clock. Walked in the door. Mum said, oh, I thought you were going to the cricket. Yep, we've been, Mum. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and... That was the thing, because in World Series cricket, there had actually been a game that was similar to that played in Brisbane mm-hmm. between Australia and the World Eleven or the West Indies, I think it might have been. Right. And it was over as quickly as that. And Kerry Packer apparently just stormed into the dressing sheds and just said, you guys are crap, talking to the West Indies because yes. they lost. That was, you know, to pick yourselves up. And that was so bad, you can all go out and you can all go play another game. So they played a second game that afternoon. That's it. They played a 30-over game or something like that. Yep. Uh, so Dad and I were there thinking, oh, it's midday. Maybe they'll come out and play another game. No. Yeah, no, it's not World Series cricket anymore. It's uh, the real thing, and no. Yeah, it's not like that. They were going to the golf course. Yeah. So, yes. So the West Indies, yes, lost the one-day series three-zip. Yeah, that wasn't a hassle for Australia. No. And so now we're in the T20s, mm-hmm. and we've seen four scores over 200. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So... The wickets have been good, which is pretty funny given that the, the test wickets haven't been great. No. But we can abs- make absolute roads for the T20s. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're all fake wickets, aren't they? They it's, are. Yeah. All fake. Yep. So Australia won the first game, 7 for 213 against 8 for 202. And won the second game, which was just last night as we record this, 4 for 241, West Indies 9 for 207. Yes, and Maxwell got... 120, yeah. Yeah, 120 of- 55. Yeah, pretty fair effort. Yeah, and batted just... I, I don't know how he gets runs, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, it's not... It's a, it's amazing batting when you look at it. Like, mm-hmm. it, the, the the way that he can play the shots that he does. Yeah, he doesn't look like a cricketer. No. But it's the ball all the way. It's, he's the <laughs> modern white ball cricketer. Yes, yes. But there are two things with that that I think. Uh, firstly... When he got dropped from the test team, when he came back from India mm-hmm. about six years ago, when he shouldn't have been, who knows what he could have been as a test cricketer if he yeah. had kept in the team. Yeah, but this is what he's worked on since Since then, he yeah. has. And secondly, if you put him in the test team now and he played these kind of shots, how would that go? Mm. Like that would be Australia's version of what England do now? Oh, yeah, basketball. Mm, which I don't like calling it that. that so I avoid basketball. it. Yes. Yeah. But uh, that would be interesting. Seeing him. That would. That really that. would. <laughs> Wouldn't be test cricket. So let's quickly just go through uh, 
some of the young guns who have come into the team in the last few weeks. Yep. Because we know we've Australia's team is very old. Yes, we are. Uh, Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, Smith, Kawaja, Kawaja, Warner's just in left. Fact, in fact, they're all old. Yes, as it turns out, <laughs> except for the new Shane Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen, as you, you've already brought up, Jake Fraser McGurk. Yes, there's been a lot of stuff said about him. Ricky Ponting said he should be immediately fast tracked to all three formats of the game for Australia. It's a big call. Michael Clark thinks he could be. He wants him to wear his number. He didn't say warn his number. He said he wants to wear his number, twenty-three. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about him? Given that it's all been in the last twelve months, mm. and it's all based on the back of probably two innings. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on Jake Fraser? He shouldn't be pushed this early. It they need to let him score more runs in Shield cricket first. Um, like he had that one innings at that. Ground with forty-five meter boundaries. <laughs> yes. And what did he score then? I can't. I can't. It was hundred off twenty-nine balls. It was something crazy. At yeah. Karen Rolton Oval. Yeah. It was. Some yeah. random ground. Yep. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong, it was good innings, and he hits a long ball. But I don't think he should be put in the Test team yet. No, not at all. <laughs> I give him another year if he keeps making runs. But apparently, we don't pick people who's making runs like Cameron Bancroft, who's been making no, we don't runs. do that anymore. No, but we picked Matthew Renshaw, who, who's made runs, but not nearly as many as Cameron Bancroft. But Matt Renshaw, he's the one. Form's it's... not form's not what it's all about anymore. Yeah, because apparently the test team we picked the best six batsmen in Australia. Yeah, and we, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. How about uh, some of the other? Xavier Bartlett made his Australian debut. Yes, now, he's a guy who two years ago when they had the the sub in the BBL. Mm-hmm. Would bowl the first over of the match. And then get taken off. And then get subbed out of the game. Yeah, the X Factor, that's the what it was. X Factor, that's right. So he'd, get, he'd keep getting subbed out of the game. Mm-hmm. He'd bowl one over. That'd be it. Yeah, they'd give him the new ball and then say, yeah, he's off. Yes. Doesn't matter what he did in that over, either. No, he did not. So it was almost like Matthew Short bowling the first over of a game, except that he stayed yes, in the game. stayed in the game. <laughs> uh, so he's had a very handy debut in his two one days. Yep. He's bowled pretty, pretty well, I'd say. Um, I'd say he's. Hey, how is he young as well? I think twenty-seven, mm-hmm. something like that. Like he's he's a mature age young yes. youngster. It's um, young for Australia. It is. Uh, other guys like Aaron Hardy mm-hmm. is um, shown that he's got something. Yeah. Uh, the results mightn't have been there yet. He played all right and steadied the boat in that second ODI mm. when we sucked. And it, <laughs> First 10 overs or whatever. Well, he's handy. I mean, he bowls. And he bowls at a good clip too. Yeah. And and bats well. Open the bowling. I think he actually didn't get yep. second ODI. Yep. And um, and then you look at a guy like who is not young, but um, Sean Abbott, who came in. Oh, and, man. Like did the job with bat and ball. Yes. Team carry. It was. <laughs> and yet can't get in this team. No. Seems pretty crap. Yes. So anyway, Windies mm-hmm. haven't been great. Poor old Windies. It's funny that like, in the one days they, they didn't have their full squad, but they brought their full squad in for the T20s yep. because they're gearing up for the that's, T20 World Cup. Mm, that's most of their players really, isn't it? All yep. T20 players? They're all T20 players, yeah. Yep. And it's your T20 team that are getting thumped too. Yeah, it's, that's actually, yeah, that's very interesting because that's what they're known for <laughs> around the world. 
Well, it's been good. And, um, well, let's let's look at a couple of other things while we've got it. Australia mm-hmm. yep. played India in the under-19 World uh, Final last night. Yes, they did. Australia, again, proving victorious. Mm-hmm. Three years in a row, isn't it? Well, no, it's the first time they've won since 2010, since the, the great team led by the great Mitch Marsh. Mm. And yep. with uh, Josh Hazelwood was also in that team. I swear I saw something on Instagram and it was like, Three years in a row. I didn't read it though. So, so what's yeah. what's happened is is that in the last six or seven months, mm-hmm. so Australia has beaten India in the World Test Championship final. Okay, they Australia has beaten India in the ODI World Cup final. Oh, I see. And now Australia has beaten India in the, the final of the Under Nineteen yeah. World Cup. Okay. So basically, India constantly telling us how great they are. Yeah. Australia keep beating. Mm-hmm. Because, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, go go Australia. You don't want to go down that path? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so that was a great win by Australia. And it was a little bit about, a little bit um, from outfield, no, left field. A little bit from left field. Anyway, field. I didn't think they were going to make it. Yep. But what I liked most about it mm-hmm. is that the Australian bowling lineup, last one lineup, was, they've already saying that these guys are going to be doing this job for the next 10 years for Australia. Yeah. One guy on the team who'd been mentioned before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So Kerry O'Keefe came out and said that Sam Constas... Sam Constas. ...is going to be... The next opener. The next it? big thing. Yeah. He's going to be the gun. Mm-hmm. Duck in the final. Yeah. And I think three ducks in the whole tournament too. He didn't make any runs apart from his he, 120. He made a century. Yeah. 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 So the one person who's been named didn't quite get off the ground. But... Tom Stryker. <laughs> Tom Stryker, yes. The other Sutherland player. Tom Stryker did pretty he did. pretty bloody well. He did. The six for he got was good. Yeah. Yep. Unstoppable. <laughs> and now we can look at the women just really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so South Africa have been touring for the, the, the three format series, which is a yeah. great thing that women do. I, I do like that. And it's, uh, it's entertaining and keeps everyone in the game. Mm-hmm. And I do like the test being at the end rather yeah. than... At the start, yeah. South Africa had never beaten the Australian women in a white ball game mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, well, until this that. tour. I didn't know that. And South Africa won one of the T Twenty matches, and they've won one of the one day matches, almost all on the back of Marazan Cap. Almost all of them, yeah. Who has just dominated? Yeah, and she seems to be going from strength to strength because. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I have watched her and, and Dana Van Kirk play for the Sydney Sixers, Sixers. forever yep. until the C- Sydney Sixers, in their wisdom, decided uh, we didn't want them anymore yeah. and haven't won a thing since. Nope. Um, but that's terrific for women's cricket. That South mm-hmm. Africa have come here and they've been able to get those wins. Yeah. There has been talk, though, rather than South Africa have improved, that South Africa... No, sorry, Australia are going down. Like, yeah. It's the, the post-Meg Lanning years. Mm-hmm. Rachel Haynes is also gone. Yeah, Lise Perry and Alyssa Healy, Beth Mooney. They're getting older? Yes. So what's your take on that? Oh, I don't know. I definitely think they're getting older, but I feel like we have a lot of women, more women getting into the game. So surely there's people out there that are just as good as these these birds. Well, we've already seen Phoebe Lichfield come yep. in, who's been terrific. Um, Annabelle Sutherland, 
as well, I Darcy think. Darcy Brown as well. Darcy Brown. Mm-hmm. Lots of good young fast bowlers coming through. Maitland Brown from New South Wales as well and a yep. couple of others. We've got a million spinners. Yes, we do. So, And the great Talia Wilson. The great Talia Wilson. Yeah. Coming through. She's playing for Australia. Next next keeper batsman for Australia. Yeah. Uh, which would be great. And so I think it's only the batting that maybe hasn't been as solid. Mm. With losing those two great batters, yes, they're difficult to replace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so far, they've sort of replaced them with all rounders. Like I think, you know, Ash Gardner's been moved up the order a bit, and yeah, and she's uh, bowling a lot more now, and she is bowling a lot yeah. more. So uh, maybe they need to look for one extra, just specialist batter to come in. Yep. Um, but you know, they're still going okay. Yeah, still still winning series. Yeah. So that's not as if they. I mean, you lose two games to South Africa. That's great for cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's good. But Alana King on a hat trick and missed the stump by about a quarter of an inch. Yes. And missed the edge by about a quarter yeah, of an inch. There's no justice for league spinners. No, no, no. Not and Alana King hitting a six on a no ball and getting out hit wicket. Smashing her stumps. That's quite an extraordinary. Well, there's, event. Been, there's been some fun things happening like that kind of stuff in recent times, hasn't there? We didn't talk about. Spencer Johnson's. Let's um, talk about Spencer Johnson. His run out that was quite insane. Yes. And um, no one appealing. Yep. No one appealing. And the umpire was like, you didn't appeal? Not giving it out. Yep. And that reminded me of Stuart Broad when he used to run down the wicket for an LB and just run straight past the person into his keeper yep. and not appeal. Yep. And I think that's very fair enough for the umpire to do that because I'm not, I'm not associating this with England or anything, but still, I think that that's a good call to... Cause you to, can't, not, to not give it out? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's that was the right thing to do. And Tim David just, and just bugging the umpire... Bison, bugging the umpire. I think he was in the right and Australia was in the wrong. I don't think that the media is correct when saying, oh, it shouldn't be given out. Yep, righto. So you're, you're all for the fact that it wasn't that every every other run out in mm-hmm. the history of the game since they brought in the camera at the side, mm-hmm. they have always looked at it, whether it's, Obviously out, yeah. or obviously not out. They still call for the replay every single every single time. time. Yeah, they don't trust themselves, but except this time. Yeah, but um, I think it's I still think it's fair enough because at every run out, everyone goes, "Hey, how's that?" Hey, and goes up or just celebrates, and I feel like that still counts as a bit of an appeal. But no one did anything. There was no noises or anything. It was just paid the stumps and go. And it's always part of cricket. If you don't appeal, yeah. you don't get. No. Same for an LBW. It is. It's always the same for LBW. If you don't ask, then the umpire's not going to give it out. Exactly. And then they're probably not going to give it out anyway. No. Not when I'm bowling anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's a that's a, a long cricket segment this week, but so it should be. Except, yeah. Um, well, uh, maybe we should move on to something else. Why not? Why not, eh? Righto, Josh, what's next on the agenda? Um, 
NBA. Oh, a bit of NBA. The All Star Game is coming up. Yes. Um, ben Simmons would be on the ballot. He'd oh, be he'd be an absolute, God. absolutely, you know, definitely going to get in. He's fallen off. He has really fallen off. Um, but Steph Curry. Yes. Two things involving the great Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. One, having a shoot off with Sabrina, or whatever the hell, in the WNBA. In a three-point contest after she challenged him after getting 37 points in the three-point contest last year. Right. Which is the most ever, I'm pretty sure. So, um, I don't, I think she's out of her mind. I don't think anyone should. So, this is happening at the All-Star game, is it? I think so. Uh, Not the All-Star game, but like, whatever, either, uh, or any of the events that they're doing. That happened with that, yep. Yeah. And I think she's crazy. I don't care how many threes you make in one event. You're challenging the greatest shooter of all time. And <laughs> you're nuts. Uh, and also Steph Curry not being a starter in the All-Star game. Is that the first time ever? Or is it the first time in a number of years that that's the case? Oh, well, they're saying, they've been saying, oh, is he the best point guard of all time? And they're not naming him as a starter in the All-Star game. Is LeBron getting a run again? He's the captain. So, and they have to make him the captain because he's, he's LeBron. Like, isn't he 50? I think he's pushing 40. He might be 39, I think. So. How, is he, how is he still making these all-star games? Surely he's not still any good. Yeah, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's spending over a million dollars on his body. I found that out. Every year, he's spending over a million dollars to keep his body in the fit shape. Is what you right mean? Now. He's getting replacement parts, stuff like that. You I, don't, know. I just, don't know. He just, just feels like now his arms about to fall off. So yeah, like, you know, I'm going to get a new get one. Get a new one. Get a new one. But yeah, because they picked Luka Doncic as the point guard for one team. Yep, and that's fair enough. But then I can't. Remember. Damian Lillard's a starter, which. I love Dame, but they're picking Dame over... He can be a starter now. He's not playing for Portland anymore. That is true. Yes. (laughs) But they're picking Dame and Tyrese Halliburton and Shea Gilch Alexander over the greatest point guard of all time. But are they choosing? I mean, is it it by ballot like it is for the baseball star game or is it just people who put their votes in and that's who it is or is or is this well everyone puts their votes in i think but oh actually it might be different this year oh yeah i i don't know i didn't do enough research i'm gonna be honest but um <laughs> it's not like you <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know people are crazy then because i feel like he has to be a starter if lebron's a starter yes then he's got to be a starter absolutely doesn't <laughs> seem much sense if that's not the case no but, um, and also, uh, the Celtics are holding top spot for the NBA. Hooray. Which is very unexpected. But <laughs> the Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Are in first in their conference. Yeah. After winning the play-in and their whole team was celebrating like they won the championship last yes, year. Yes, yes. And then they lost in the Fell first off, round. Correct. Yeah. I think that's crazy. I don't know what they did. I don't think they brought in anyone too crazy. It just something clicked. And the Blazers are not at the top. No. The Blazers are very close to the top. Yeah, we But it's the top of the bottom. It's the top of the bottom. Yeah. We uh we lost to Detroit 
Yeah, that, that's good news. We lost in New Orleans today or yesterday. Yeah. We just can't stop losing. I think we're 15 wins and almost 40 losses. It's it's not the year to be a Trailblazer supporter. It never is. It never is, no. <laughs> this is quite true. It's been a long time since it's actually been a good year for a Blazers yeah. supporter. Probably not since uh, the NBA jam season of about 1993. I think the really? Blazers did okay then when I used to uh, win a lot of games for them, yeah. especially against someone else who used to play <laughs> play as the Lakers, and I, we used to win a lot of those games. Yep. It was a good year for uh, for the Blazers in the NBA jam season of 1993. So you reckon when the Blazers made the final against Jordan, yes. and that was the last good season there? Because uh, we made the no, no, we've had we've had reasonable seasons since. We made like, the conference finals. Yeah, even uh, seven years ago, I yeah. think it was. Yeah, uh, and then we came up against that Warriors team. Absolutely, which yeah. was Curry, Clay, Kevin Durant. Yep, and yeah, and no one beat that was the thing. Team. We weren't good enough to win then. No. And then since then, you know, they've traded away some stars. We've had a couple of injuries, and they yeah. had to retire. And Damien Lillard, Lillard lasted as long as he could. Yep. Before he wanted to go chase that ring, so and it's about time he did. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. So yes, as Blazers supporters, we are waiting for probably the next decade, I think, before something good comes along. Next decade, really? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Surely this Scoot Henderson bloke comes good. Scoot, if they Surely. don't trade him away. Surely, if he's any good, they'll trade him away. And recent news um, within the last few hours, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, that's Super right. The Bowl. Super Bowl is on today. It was. It was. And I did a lot of schoolwork today and didn't watch the Super Bowl. Not at all. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my great Las Vegas Raiders didn't yeah. didn't quite make it this year. <laughs> no. We were close. But they got about as close as Dallas did. Oh, we were much further away than that still. Um, but yeah, the great Dallas Cowboys. Good good um, regular season performers. We, we were seeded too. Yeah. And so we we placed we faced the 10th seeded Packers. Yeah, it was a pretty hard game to lose. It was. But... We couldn't, couldn't lose it because we were playing at home. Yeah. And we hadn't lost at home all year. No. But great record. It was... It was um, pretty amazing to see that the Cowboys lost in the postseason again. Again, <laughs> I don't I don't remember the last time we won a game in the postseason. Anyway, let's not talk about the Cowboys. I've had enough of that already. Um, I let's was... talk about let's talk about the the, the Taylor City Chiefs. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, the um, uh, Kansas City Swifts. Swifts. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. The camera was on her. I'm pretty sure for about combined time of an hour and a half. Was... Well, that was pretty interesting because as with the Super Bowl all the time, yep. on the betting apps, mm -hmm. you can bet on the Super Bowl, a score, and then there's all these yeah. other things. <laughs> so this year, there was one where you could bet on will Taylor Swift be shown on camera during the halftime show? Is, isn't that just common sense? Well... That was definitely going to happen. It was paying $1.35 for yes yep. and $2.70 for no. I would put a lot of money on yes if I wasn't underage. And you would have lost a lot of money. Are you serious? Because the answer was no. No, you're joking, right? No, paid $2.70. And she wasn't shown throughout the whole uh, halftime show. And it's very interesting because your cousin and my nephew, Flynn Parker, put money on the no. 
Wow. And as he said, he said, it was probably common sense when you think about it because they've been setting up all these camera shots for the halftime show yeah. for months, yeah. not knowing if the Chiefs were going to make it. Yeah. So you couldn't say that we're going to get ready to show the box at any point in time. And, you know, if you're good old, you know, old Swifty, you, yeah. you, know, you want to duck out, just do a little tinkle, you know, at halftime. And, yeah. You know, grab yourself another a brew. A little, little feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, you don't want to be at the front of the box for the whole game because no. people are going to be not watching the halftime show. They're going to be looking up at the box saying, oh, look, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is here. No way. So, there you go. If you went to know, you scored yourself uh, $2.70 odds today. How about that? <laughs> I was pretty disappointed because I don't not, I do not like the 49ers and I do not like the Chiefs. No. But when I saw Baltimore and Detroit in the conference championship game whatever afc and nfc thought if those two win i'm gonna really tune in and I, at least i just wanted one of them to win and they didn't no um it was just but it's that's like all great finals isn't it i mean yeah. you want to have someone to support yeah and generally you don't no. generally the two teams get in that you don't really care who wins well i had a team in the nrl a few years ago to support two years ago yeah yeah how are they going now oh um how'd they go that day um nfl so yeah so the chiefs kansas, got up kansas city got up in the overtime. swifts yeah in overtime longest ever super bowl ever played yeah something like that it went it went the whole 15 minutes of the uh, first period of overtime yeah and mahomes once again found a way to to get his boys over yeah, there just over decided oh you know what I'll, I'll do it again why not that last not. play was amazing though that i that, they like analyzed it after the game and it was perfect timing to when to like call him over and then Perfect time to hide him behind the blocker and then just kicked his right leg again and he went and they showed it like the guy took his eyes off him as soon as he was switching and took it and whatever made eye contact with the next guy across because that's his assignment now and then he went and they were outnumbered yeah it was pretty pretty amazing that was great when they analyzed it yep it was a great play even though i hate the chiefs yeah and also hate the 49ers yeah they suck Anyway, maybe next year? No, I know what you're going to say, and it's not going to happen. Okay. (laughs) Okay. NRL. NRL. Is coming up very soon. About uh, three weeks. Very soon. Yeah. And, um... And we talked about in the last podcast is Jerome Luai's last year at Penrith Panthers. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. And aren't they coming off three in a row? Yeah, they've been in four grand finals in a row and they've won yeah, three of them. Yeah. Do you reckon they can do it again with Jerome Luai in his last year at the Penrith Panthers? It's actually very emotional. Oh, I don't know. I, I reckon we should do an NRL preview show. Yep. In a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, short answer to me is I cannot believe that a team can make five grand finals in a row. I okay. don't think it's been done since the Dragons through the 50s and 60s yeah. when they won 11 premierships 11 in a row. row. <laughs> um, actually, Souths made five in a row, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1967 through to 71, they won two, then lost one in the middle to Balmain, and then won the next then two. Won the next two. So they've been in five. So, And they were good teams. Mm-hmm. Like Parramatta made four in a row yeah, and five out of six years. And that 
was when Parramatta, the only year they've won grand finals. So they had a great team then. Uh, to, to make a grand final again would be something. Mm-hmm. But then again, who's going to beat them? Uh, who who can you look at there at the moment, and who do you think is going to improve enough to beat that team? I mean, I know they lost, they've lost Crichton this year. They've lost um, oh, a couple of the others who have moved on. Yeah, yeah. But short answer: uh, Do I think they can win the grand final again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good enough, and they and, uh, they're not going to ease up. I don't think. No. So. Will they will or not? Well, you'll have to wait for two weeks' time for when I, oh, yeah. for when we have our program, and we'll we'll do it properly, and we'll yep. uh, come up with our predictions then. I think. Yeah, right. My little segment here. Yes. Josh's. Super coach, super hiccups. Okay, this is uh, this is going to be a, a weekly thing, is it? Um, I just yeah, whoever who's going up in value, who's going down, who is low in value, and who's going to go up. Yeah, right. This is uh, this is awesome stuff. This is this is going to make everyone's year in super coach so much easier. Yeah, because I am a great super coach. You are have been proven to be over the years as a great super coach coach. Yeah, and that is not sarcasm. No. Um. And starting off, the first position is Mitch Kenny, the starting fullback all year for Penrith. Did a, Hooker. What did I say? Fullback. Let's start. Uh, hooker for Penrith. Excuse me, editor. Can you edit that out? Yeah, thank you. Cool. Cheers. Anyways, um, Penrith starting hooker all of the last year. It was brilliant throughout the whole year. He's 390000 and let's just have a look at everyone else, right? Harry Harry Grant is seven hundred and fifty. He is double, double. Yep. The price of Mitch Kenny, and that is the one you want in your team. That's the big one. He's the one. He's yep. he's the cheap one that you want. Right. So we're going with Mitch Kenny at hooker. Yep. Right. Yep. And um, the front rower you want to pick up, maybe just for your bench. But he's going to go up and down. He's going to make you money. Spencer Lenu. Spencer Lenu. Playing at, for the Roosters. At now, the Roosters. Yeah, yeah. 330000 That is a great pickup, if right. you ask me. Okay. He's the one that you want. Um, Bronson Garlic. Little small one. See, Roosters? Yeah. No, he's Storm. Uh, he's, he's no, I'm storm. thinking of Sean Garlic from about 20 years ago. Sorry. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not the one. Um, Bronson Garlic is 260 thousand and he he was in my team last year yep had about two good games and, <laughs> but he made me money and at halfback harris tavita at the warriors he is chanel harris tavita or i, I don't know i'm not a kiwi all right <laughs> two hundred and thirty thousand. can we just get a round of applause for Josh Peters telling everyone that that is the one you want in your hey, team. Hang on, I'll just insert it. I'll insert it here. Thank you. That is really kind of you. That's not because I am a smart fella yes. and you're a fart smeller. Can we edit that out now? Okay. Okay, good. Well, fine then. <laughs> and the return of the great Bronson Cherry. Oh, really? He's back. 
How many drugs has he got to be on to get back in? I don't know, but he's looking massive and he's at center. <laughs> he is huge. So I'd say it, they've just left his system now after the ones he used a few months ago. Yep. And he is huge and yep. he's 340,000. He is going to get you points. Right. The last one I've got is Cal Weeks. Well, I can't say I've ever heard of that name. Plays for the Raiders. Right. And he is going to be this year's, uh, what's his name? Uh, old mate from Dolphins, Jermaine Asako. Because Jermaine Asako last year started off at like 300,000 or something, yep. went up to 800 by the end of the year. Right. He is the one. He's at two, 270. Right. He is going to go up in value by 500,000. Okay, so are we going to get updates on, on how these players go during the season? You will, and hopefully I will have above a 60% um, profit rate. That's the goal. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So 60% of those players, I'm going to have a mad profit on them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's my my team is stacked. I'm year. looking forward to Joshua's super coach thing or whatever you called it. What did you call it? Um. Josh's Super Coach Super Pickups. Josh's Super Coach Super Pickups. They're all the ones you want. Now, I haven't named any big ones because all the big ones go down in value all the, t- all the time. I'm, I'm interested in this in segment all year. Yeah, so all these cheap ones you want to pick up, even just for your bench, you'll make money. If you don't want them, you can sell them off. And also, actually, one more. Mm. Justin Olam. Justin Olam. It's at the Tigers this year. Is he really? He's at the Tigers. He's left the storm. He's 400,000. Cheap as chips. Yeah, but he's got to get the ball before he can he's, do anything. He's going to get the ball from whoever the <laughs> Tigers halves are now. I don't know. I honestly do not know. I don't think the Tigers know who they are yet. No. <laughs> anyway, that is... That's exciting news. I'm excited about this segment. Yeah, and forward. all the three or four listeners yeah. that we'll have. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hop on Supercoach. They're the players you want. Bang. Right, well, while we're talking about NRL, mm-hmm. let's have a look at, um, obviously, the first round is being played where the Super Bowl was played today. Yeah, it is. I forgot about that. Legion Stadium. Oh, yeah. Um, and... It'll be Sunday afternoon, Australia mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But this is one of the things that gets me. Jack Whiten. Mm. So he's playing in the All-Star game, Indigenous All-Stars game, which is on this Friday, I think it is. All right. Um, you've watched all of those before this, haven't you? I think I've watched one. Right. That's probably yes. one more than I have. Okay. Um, so he's not playing in that because he's suspended in the end of last season. Oh. And but he's able to use that game as one of the games to get off his suspension. Really? So there's one player who is suspended in the last year. Yeah. And he's using a representative type fixture. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is that Jack Whiten retired from representative football last season, which is why he didn't play State of Origin. Oh. And yet he's allowed to use this game, which is a representative game. Well, there you go. To get off now, of course. During the week, he's come out and said, 
I'm reconsidering my position on being available for New South Wales and State of Origin this year. Yeah. So, firstly, no. Yeah. Secondly, stop taking games off your suspension. Serve your suspension. Yeah. Was this suspension for biting someone? Is that? Oh, I don't remember. It was some stupid Canberra thing. He did bite someone last year. I'm not sure if that's suspension that he's got right now. No, can't remember either. Anyway, um, and on that point as well, we've got two other players. Everyone's favourite Roosters player, oh, Jared Warrior Hargraves, God. Uh, and also Sebastian Chris, I think, from the Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They both were able to use New Zealand rep games in the last season to get off their suspension. Yeah. So Warrior okay. Hargraves can't play in America, okay. but I think he can play the first game of the season. Yeah. Or the second game, obviously, because that's the yeah. first game. And Whiten still has to serve another game after that one, so he can't play till round three. All right. But why are we allowing players to use rep games as mm-hmm. getting out of suspensions that are incurred in the NRL? Yeah, that's that seems pretty crazy, especially that Whiten retired from all that from rep stuff. football, and yeah. now he's using a rep game to get out of his suspension. Yeah, NRL are stuffed up. Because I'm trying to avoid having any yes. swear words on here so that I don't have to put on this, that it's... I respect that. Yes. Yeah. It won't last long. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I think that's crap. But anyway, um, yeah. that's one of the things that's happened in the last week or so. Mm. Um, yeah. And those two big games that I think no one can really wait for, mm. Roosters and the Broncos, Rabbitohs and the Sea Eagles. I mean, who cares? I couldn't care less. Who cares about... Any of the, either of those games? No, not me. Um, I just. But they're in Vegas. They're in Vegas. They're in Vegas. Yeah. So you have to you have to watch it. And they say, oh, the biggest supporter bases. Well, Roosters. Yeah. No. Uh, and Broncos. But also, the great thing about it is the Broncos are playing a game over there. Hmm. Um, but it's designated their away games so they don't lose any of their home games. Oh, well, it's, that's just like last year in the bloody whatever it is, Magic, Magic Round. Man, exactly right. It's exactly the same thing. That's, Pretty good, isn't that's it? That's crap. Broncos, don't, they continue to tell us that they don't get a favourable run. No. Yes. Anyway, there you go. So, golf's in the news. Golf. Did you see any of the golf this weekend? Didn't. It's gone. Saw Live Golf. Didn't. Saw Live Golf. Yeah. Dustin Johnson got Dustin up and Johnson. won. Yep. It's, Who would have thought? It's his first one for a while. But, uh, yes, he's excited to get up at minus 12 in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and then duck off to the Super Bowl or, yeah. or you know, into the, one of the 14 casinos or maybe to see Def Leppard or something yeah, like nuts. that. Yeah, maybe, maybe all three. Could have done all three yeah. at the same time. Ducked in to see. Just used a small 0.5% portion of the pay, payout he just got. He got $4 million, I think it is, for yeah. winning. Just a lazy $4 million for yeah. winning over three days. Um, so, yeah, C1. And, um, yeah, I was, there's now Live Golf now have their full complement of 54 players. Mm-hmm. So they can play shotgun starts off all 18 tees, three yeah. players in each group. Away they go. So that's always good viewing. But... Um, Charles Schwartzel, the South African, he mm-hmm. finished 54th this week at plus 10, so just uh, 22 shots off the lead. Okay. Probably still earn more 
Oh, than, yeah. any, than half the field who are playing in the PGA event. Who is that? Who is that guy? Charles Schwartzel. No. Oh, the guy who won PGA. So that was the Phoenix Open, uh-huh. the, the, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, sponsored by Waste Management. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, that does that's, not sound good at how, all. How good's the PGA Tour going? <laughs> um, so Nick Taylor, yes, yep. on day one, shot an 11 under 60. And to, then to lead mm-hmm. the lead the the course after the first round, and they had so much rain that, as it turned out today, they had to play half of the third round and then straight into the fourth round. So all the golfers wow. played about at least like I think it was twenty seven holes. Yeah, uh, so a big day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, Nick Taylor got the eleven under. Didn't do much in the next two days. No, shot a sixty five today. Yeah, six under sixty five. Which, with a birdie on the last to force a playoff. Okay. Uh, with Charlie Hoffman. Whoever that is. Another American. Right. Uh, both birdied the first playoff hole. Yep. And then Nick Taylor sunk another long putt on the second playoff hole to win. Wow. So his 60 wasn't in vain. No. He was able to. It almost was. It almost was. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. But yes, so he won. Uh, I don't know how much the prize money was, but it certainly Something wasn't like four that. million. And yeah. like I said, Charles Schwartz will probably earn more than most of that field mm-hmm. by finishing fifty fourth with a plus ten. Yeah, <laughs> he actually probably would have. <laughs> well, let's talk about mm-hmm. let's talk about curling. Curling. Because I know all of our listeners love curling. I certainly Tell do. us all about curling, Josh. I'll let you do the honors. <laughs> so the curling is played with the big stone on ice. Uh-huh. And you gotta oh, is, is that roll the, the big stone and, and you get like broom it. You get the brooms it. out. Yeah. And you you hand it out. So it's obviously, you know, you watch a lot of curling. Oh, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And so you of course will already know mm-hmm. that we've just had the uh the youth Olympic Games. Yes. And it's been fascinating stuff. Uh-huh. And just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. Great Britain played Denmark oh. in the final of the mixed doubles curling wow. at the Youth Olympics. That was a good match. The Winter Youth Olympics. Yeah, that really was a good match. And Great Britain got up seven to six. They did. It was brilliant stuff. Amazing. The tension in the crowd yep. was just incredible. It was electric. And Denmark had their chance, but mm. they couldn't hold off the Great Britain charge who won the gold medal. Can you tell us how the scoring system works? I can. Just it's, for our viewers, not for me. Uh, well, how many people are viewing a, an audio podcast for a start? Uh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> I can. You've got to roll your thing down. Okay. You've got to get down in the middle there, the, the circles. Mm-hmm. And you've got to keep yours close to the middle circle. Is the middle circle worth more points? No, it's not. But if you're closest, then you get one point for getting one of your stones mm, down there. I see. And that's see. why you just yeah. keep brushing it as yep. quickly as you can to get it down there. So. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, anyway. I see. I see. And I, I know you you already know the, the result, but I'm yeah. sure our listeners would love to know that the, the bronze medal mm-hmm. went to the US. Oh, yes, it did. Because the they US. beat Sweden 7-4 yes. in what was another fascinating match. Mm. Yeah. A bit disappointing in the end for Sweden, but it was. You know. Yeah, they would have been, you know, heartbroken really. Yeah. 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 
yeah, I mean, tough, tough one to lose. They've got to wait for the next youth winter Olympics now mm-hmm. to try and exact revenge. Yep. At which time they probably won't be able to because being youth now, they'll probably be seniors. Um, seniors, yeah. So they have to go to the seniors. Oh, no. Winter Olympics, which just isn't the same as the no, youth. No, no, it's, it's really not. It's, poor Sweden. Yeah. Gonna feel for them. You do. You really do. Do we have a Wally of the Week? Well, we do. Uh-huh. And usually I think what we need to do is we need to have an agreement on this. Whereas today, I don't think we're going to have agreement because the Wally of the Week this week is Jared Abood. Uh-huh. And Jared Abood is the umpire oh, who no. failed to send the run-up up to the third umpire last night. Yeah, my bad. That's okay. You're allowed your opinion. Yep. This is this is why we need to talk more before we record. Yep. And do more than twenty minutes preparation for an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yes, Jared Abood. So Joshua has given his opinion, and mm-hmm. I don't disagree with his opinion. Uh, I think we could have also given the Wally of the Week award to the Australian cricket team. Yes. For not appealing. Yep. So that would be just as relevant Mm -hmm. and in the long run we could just give the wally of the week award to all of them involved just to that event of people involved that there was a run out Mm -hmm. and firstly no one really appealed no and the umpire looked around Mm -hmm. and saw no one appealed yep but knowing full well that he had the ability to send it upstairs decided i'm not going to yep and then when it was found out that it was out he thought Oh, oh dear! <laughs> this is not going to end well, and it didn't. No, they were Australians were quite, quite uh, feisty. Yes, quite heated, livid, even. livid. Yes, about, about the decision they were, but it didn't affect the result. No, yeah, I feel like it, I'd have a different view if we weren't if they didn't need fifty-five of nine or whatever they needed. It would have been funny if that had actually been. A game-changing event. Yes, yeah. that would have been fantastic. I wonder if Jared Abood would not have sent it upstairs if it was a close, mm. like the game was closer. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we then look at the other side and think that if it was closer, Australia would have certainly appealed yeah. without question. That is true. So a complete and utter cock-up there in mm-hmm. the cricket last night, and I think that's a, it's a, a well-deserved Wally of the Week award for yeah. everyone involved. Yeah, well done. Uh, congratulations to the first winners yes, of the Wally of the Week. Yes, we'll have to put that up on the uh, notice board. Yeah, I know they heard about it and they really tried their tried their heart out yeah. this week. And, and you know what? They may well have enjoyed that so much they may try harder even next time to do get it again. Yep, and we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yes, we will. Well, Josh, this has been a interesting start. It has. I think we need to get our repartee back up again. Uh huh. Um. Our repartee, our back and forth, our mm-hmm. a music little side anecdotes. Yes. All right. Uh, and uh, I'll do more than 15 minutes of uh, research this time. Eh? Well, that'll be what interesting. But we've still got to get out work out exactly how we want this to go too. Mm-hmm. So if there's any uh, suggestions out there from the three or four people who are listening, mm-hmm. they should feel free to contact Josh. He will take them on board and he will then yeah. promptly forget them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon three or four listeners is pretty um, 
going over the top? Yeah, I'd say two or three. You reckon you can recruit a few, a few in or what? Oh, I, I have. I've tried, actually. Right. I've tried. Okay. Um, I've told my girlfriend. Well. Because uh, she has asked about an hour ago, yes. what are you going to talk about in the podcast? Right. And I said, you'll have to listen to Sh- it. Should we Should we have gotten Torrance involved? Maybe she could have come up with better topics than we came up we with. We should have got her on a call and seen what she can come up with with sport. Yes. Because, not, not one of um, Torrance's strong points? No. She said today in the Super Bowl that she knows the rules that are um, uh, a score is six points, mm-hmm. and good start. One that goes through a goal is three points, and the other one that goes through a goal is also three points. So, um, I think she's a bit, bit rusty on that. Um, she was very close though. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. And she said, "That's what Meatloaf always used to say." She, she said that um the um I asked her the score at school. Yep, because she's at home, mm-hmm. and she said that. The yellow team is winning, and the 49ers and the Chiefs are not yellow. They have red and they have white. So they, she might have been. Was she watching Taylor Swift? Well. Oh, honestly, she probably was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we'll get there. We'll work it out. And uh, I hope you'll excuse our rustiness. And uh, hopefully, next week we'll be uh, better on the ball. Yep, on the ball. Yes. Sounds, sounds like the right, right way. Sharp to say. and snappy and. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, Josh. Well, I probably won't see you till next week because I don't tend to see you anymore because it's uh, usually at sport or at work or in your room. So um, enjoy your week. I've got a packed out week. Tuesday cricket, Wednesday cricket, Thursday, Friday work, Saturday cricket. Sunday is a free day and so is Monday. Okay. So So you've got Sunday to get ready for next Monday's podcast. That is that is on the calendar. Which will then be published on the Tuesday because Tuesday's our day for this podcast. Tuesday. Tu- yes, you are correct. Yes. Tuesday. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in if you've made it this far. I don't know why. I don't think anyone else is listening at this point. No. And, oh, we'll, uh, be. and we'll tune in next week. Yep. Ciao. This has been a Metal Cavern podcasting production.